A lot of people continuing to have the Razorback football team in their top 10 when it comes to post-spring rankings. And again, that's Razorback football we're talking about here. Also, why rankings, net rankings, RPI rankings, it's just a bunch of nonsense, honestly. And then we'll give a great update on the podcast coming up on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody having a wonderful Tuesday afternoon as uh, we're continuing it to go when it's kind of getting a little bit warmer outside and feels like, you know, like it's almost summertime. And it's amazing. It's still in May. And uh, with uh, all the things going on and heading into vacation mode, I know a lot of you are going to be doing that as well. Um, I'm hopefully going to be doing that. I think, what am I going on? It's like, oh, geez, like two weeks I'm going on vacation. So I'll give everybody updates on that. But uh, it's been a lot of fun to continue to do the podcast, and we'll have some fun little news for you at the end of the podcast and uh, talking about some of the, the cool stuff that we have coming up. But anyways, uh, I wanted to dive in today and, and talking about something that I know a lot of Razorback fans have been looking at or at least discussing and talking about Razorback football this upcoming year, where I saw on CBS, which, you know, you say what you want about whoever outlet that you follow the most or, you know, whoever you put most credence in or credit in when it comes to uh, what they do with rankings or predictions or whatever it may be. But CBS Sports put out a post-spring top 25. You know, I mean, we got a way too early top 25. We got a pre-spring top 25. We got a post-spring top 25. We'll have a summer top 25. I mean, there's going to be a lot of top 25s. But I think that the closer and closer that we get to the football season, obviously, is where we're going to have a better idea of where they actually truly have the rankings for these teams played out. And that includes Arkansas. So when you hear post-top 25, and you hear that six SEC teams are in that post-spring top 25, you start to think, okay, well, Bama, of course, yeah, well, Bama's number one. Uh, Georgia, defending champs, yeah, well, Georgia's number three. Everybody's just losing their minds over Texas A&M, so they're probably there, and, you know, Texas A&M's number seven. And everybody loves Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss because they have an obsession with them, so they're probably there. Yeah, they're 13. And uh, Tennessee seems to be kind of the, the fun darling of the East, and, a lot of the offense and a lot of the recruiting they've done. So, yeah, they're there in 15. Uh, but what, you know, LSU's are there, you know, it's a, no. Actually, LSU is not in the top 25. Actually, Florida is not in the top 25. Nor South Carolina in the top 25. Or Missouri. Or Kentucky. Or Vanderbilt. Those teams are not in the top 25. So, who's that final 16? It's the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, okay. Well, cool, cool. That's, yeah, I mean, they must think that, you know, KJ Jefferson's really going to get it going. So what are they at? Like, you know, 20, like somewhere in there, 20 range. No, they're number 10. They are number 10. CBS Sports has Arkansas in their post-spring top 25 as the number 10 team in the country. So that gives Arkansas, or the, excuse me, the SEC four top 10 teams in the SEC and the Razorbacks are one of them. 
And when you see this, and maybe you have the same reaction that I do, when you see this, you keep like, is this real? Like, or, or is this a thing? Is this actually something that people believe? Or is it just kind of something that they're trying to be edgy and throw against the wall and see if it ends up sticking? Like, what is this? What are we talking about here? Because Razorback fans, think about this. Think about this. If, if this ranking right here stayed to where preseason, you were a top 10 team heading into the fall, preseason top 10 team, you know how many other times that you've been considered a top 10 team preseason? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the only times I believe was 2012 where John L. Smith and all that happened. Blech. Let me talk about that. But you were a top 10 team preseason. I believe in 2007, when Darren McFadden in his last year, I think Arkansas was a top 10 team preseason. And that's it. That's it. I can't, at least in the SEC era, I cannot think of any other times that you were considered to be a preseason top 10 team. Now, 2010, I think some people may say that preseason, no, I think Arkansas was considered to be really good, but Arkansas didn't get, crack the top 10 until they played Alabama in that game in Fayetteville, and they had had to beat Georgia on the road to get to that top 10 ranking. So they weren't top 10 then, preseason. Again, we're talking preseason. So if this ranking stuck, you would that would be the third time since joining the SEC, which 30 years this year you joined the SEC, the third time in 30 years that you would be considered a top 10 team in the preseason. Now, obviously, in 2012, it didn't go well. And in 2007, it didn't go well because neither year you finished in the top 10. You started in the top 10, didn't finish in the top 10, which 2012, say what you want. 2007, that was Houston Nutt. We know what he does. But this year, with the expectation on you being a top 10 team, there's going to be, I think, some level of concern for Razorback fans when they're going to start saying, okay, we like that, but we still don't believe it. We still don't feel it. We still feel like there's something that could go wrong, whatever. But the thing is, is that there were pretty incredible circumstances in those other two times that you were a top 10, like we just mentioned. You know, the Houston Nut in his final year with Darren McFadden, and like, for those of you who remember, the Gus Malzahn, Mitch Mustaine, all that drama that it transpired the year before and all the nonsense that came along with it, it was the, the culture and the foundation of the program were shaken. There's a lot of people that had trust issues. You had Frank Rawls that was stepping down. I mean, it was just really weird. And then, of course, in 2012, the John L. Smith interim year, both of those years you had crazy circumstances that kind of made you feel like this could go really bad. It could go good, but it could go really bad too. And in some cases it did. But this year, it's not that way. There's no crazy circumstance. There's no weird thing going on. There's no reason to believe that, oh, well, because of this happening or because of this going on, it could turn sour really quick. There isn't any of that, knock on wood. You have K.J. Jefferson and being a premier quarterback. You have Coach Sam Pittman, who has shown and proven that he can win in this conference. You have an incredible coaching staff. You're returning all your coordinators. You had a great recruiting class. You brought in a really solid transfer portal class. You're returning the, your entire offensive line, essentially. 
you lost a lot of defensive pieces, but you brought in a lot of good defensive pieces. You still got your kicker. I know that's funny, but you still got your kicker. Like you have everything and you have a schedule that is much more favorable than last year with your toughest games being at home in Fayetteville. So if you think about all of those things, there's no crazy circumstances surrounding and clouding up your top 10 ranking. It's actually quite the opposite, where you would have all the great things coming along with that top 10 ranking and the belief that you could actually win and finish out being a top 10 team. Now, we know that that's difficult to do for anybody. Like, I would love to see the math behind the teams that started in the top 10 just over the past 10 years and actually finished in the top 10. I think you could just say Bama, you know. Ohio State, you know, those teams probably the majority of the time. But, you know, for other teams, especially the teams that are right there at the top 10 ranking, borderline top 10, you know, how often did they finish that? It's difficult. And it's difficult when you, you know, play in the SEC and, and, and all of those things. But the fact of the matter is, is that people outside the state of Arkansas believe in you being a top 10 team. And they're not just guessing. They're not just hoping. They're not just thinking. Like, there's legitimate reasons to believe that your team will be a top 10 team and will finish as a top 10 team. And it keeps going back to the things that I've been harping on for so long that people are giving me crap for it uh, on my radio show. They give me crap for it on social media. They even give me crap here in the comment section and talking about, you know, the Razorbacks and maybe they'll be too good or I'll think they'll be uh, way better, way better than they actually end up being, whatever it may be. Like, I'm fine with that. I, I don't care. But the point is, is that you're having legitimate people believe in you and believe in the program that Sam Pittman's building. And when I see that top 10 ranking, I'm not destroying it. I'm not like throwing it to the side. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing that expectation. And I know Sam Pittman is going to be as well. Now, he's not going to, you know, put the rankings around all in the locker rooms and Say, hey, look at what we accomplished in the preseason. Good for you. Like, they're not going to do that. But they are going to say, hey, this is what people think about us. Let's go prove them wrong. Now, we're not a top 10 team. Now, we're not the, not the number 10 team in the country. We're the best team in the country. You know, there'll be that sort of motivation and just going out there and working. And um, that's where I'm at. And that's where it's like, it's just so incredible. And, and I know we keep harping on this. And I know you probably all get tired of hearing about it, but it is incredible to think just how far Arkansas has come over the past few years. Folks, you were a dumpster fire three years ago, and now look at you. You are a preseason top 10 team. A preseason top 10 team in football. To me, that is one of the most incredible things that maybe people do not talk about enough. And again, I know it preseason, post-spring, whatever you want to call it, it's not the no-all, end-all, be-all. It's not the thing that's going to make you as a program and all of that. I get it. But when you have those type of people believing in you and thinking that of you, where of all the college football teams and all of FBS – and in the power five, of all the ones to choose from, they believe in you being one of the top 10, one of the best 10 teams in the country. That's not a fluke. 
this this isn't just this isn't like a Houston nut thing where you, you know ever you get hyped up and then you just crap the bed against because you can't handle expectations. This is something that I think Razorback fans are starting more and more to identify that they have something great going on in their program with Sam Pittman. And I think that when it all comes down to when the Razorbacks end up kicking it off in September, I know a lot of people are going to hold dear on those expectations and are going to say, okay, let's, let's go out there and prove it. But as I said in the podcast last week, when you look at the schedule, you look at the team that Arkansas has, you look at the coaching staff that they have, what's to stop this team from being even better this, this season compared to last year. You don't have to play Georgia. Certainly don't have to play them on the road. Folks, you get South Carolina, Bama, LSU, Ole Miss at home. You get AM down in Arlington, which you always give them a game down in Arlington. You got Auburn, Mississippi State, and Missouri on the road. Three of maybe your easiest games in the SEC, all on the road. And then your non-conference, Cincinnati, Missouri State, Liberty, and BYU. Yeah, it's pretty tough, but it's pretty winnable too. Who's to say that you can't be better than last year? Obviously, everybody else is saying it. That's why they have you as a top 10 team post-spring. We'll talk more about uh, some things going on with especially ranking system, speaking of ranking system, and some of the issues that I take with it here on the other side of the break. But stay with us, though. Locked on Razorbacks podcast coming up next. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I just did a segment <clears throat> talking about rankings and talking about the Razorback football team and where they rank and everything and how awesome it is and how great it is and all that. Well, now I'm going to crap on some rankings. Now I'm going to take some issue with some rankings um, because if, for those of you who remember then the basketball season, that – Net rankings was all the craze. It's all the rage because everybody talks about how, well, okay, well, where's your net ranking? And then Arkansas, it was the most frustrating thing ever that made zero sense that the net ranking, no one understood it for one, especially even Eric Musselman. He was just like, this is the stupidest thing ever. But it would make no logical sense where <laughs> the running joke was Arkansas beat LSU three times, had a better record and everything, but yet they would always have a better RPI. Arkansas would beat LSU, and LSU would move up in the RPI, but Arkansas would stay the same. Like None of it made sense. And so to use that as kind of the, the way of how the you know setup was for the tournament and all that was really annoying, and it annoyed a lot of people. And it's kind of getting into the same thing in the same way with RPI, because RPI is being used in college baseball pretty significantly. In Arkansas, whether it's rightfully or wrongfully, have not had a great RPI, comparatively speaking, to their actual rankings in college baseball. And here's a, here's a little for instance for you. So Arkansas, this is so dumb. Arkansas heading into this past weekend against Auburn. They were the number four team in the country, right? They were, they were the 28th team in RPI. 28 in RPI. They beat Auburn, who Auburn had the number four RPI. They beat Auburn, win that series. And now their rankings have jumped up to 20th in the RPI. So that's good. 
and we know that there's games left, so I don't want to try to freak anybody out. But it's like, I see that RPI ranking, and I see their actual ranking. And then I see like projections that they would and like in D1 baseball and stuff. And I, I have to look at the latest stuff, but this was, I'm just going off of what was last week and just in general. But then I was like seeing that Arkansas was like that had the ninth overall seed, which would bump them out of a national seed, which means that more than likely they wouldn't host a super regional, which I think there's just no way in God's green earth that if Arkansas takes care of business in these final two series, that they're not going to be a national seed like they will. But I just see those those RPI rankings, and I'm just like, what what is this? Like, what are we doing here? Like, wh why is it that like there's got to be a better way, whether it's in basketball or in baseball, to figure out some rankings that actually matter? Like, I get the compute. Like, I wish there was like a hybrid, which people talk bring up. Oh, you mean the BCS? Well, no, not necessarily the BCS. I wish that there was a way, and this is in all college sports and and what they use for metrics and all that, because everyone's going to have their rankings. You know, there's going to be AP, there's going to be coaches, there's going to be all that. But I wish that there was a way to figure out how to make a hybrid metric where you could put the human element and all the analytics of a computer system and just fuse them together and boom, there you go. I don't know if it would be an, like an averages thing, like the computer comes up with some rankings and then a committee or whoever comes up with rankings and then they infuse them and then they take the averages and then there it is. Like, I don't know if that's the case, Like there's got to be just something because I feel like the, the net rankings and RPI rankings, especially when it comes to basketball and baseball, respectively, it's just it doesn't it doesn't do me. It doesn't work for me. And everyone's probably going to say, like, oh, you're just saying that because it's impacting Arkansas negatively. Well, yeah, because if it's impacting anybody negatively, that doesn't make any logical sense. Then, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And I know. And again, I'm not trying to sit here and say that I know the exact solution on everything because I don't. I think that that's why we haven't been able to figure it out in football forever and in basketball and baseball as great as the postseason is. And which I believe, you know, the 68 teams in basketball, 64 teams in baseball, perfect. It's perfect the way it is. It's perfect with regionals and super regionals. It all makes sense. Like all of that's great. But the metric used for the rankings could use some work. And also, I, I'll be honest, like if Arkansas says, say if they finish with like the, 18th RPI and something like that, but like the number six ranking by most standards. I just don't think the, the committee is going to say, well, we're rather, we're not going to put bomb Walker in Arkansas in the top eight because their RPI is a little too low. Like I, I just don't see any way that they try to take Fayetteville bomb Walker stadium, Razorback fans from having the chance to host a regional and a super regional based on a technicality from the RPI ranking. I just don't see any way that that happens. But <clears throat> there's got to be more better ways to do this. Like, there's got to be ways to try to figure this out and try to make this work in a, in a more uh, efficient manner because whatever's doing it right now is just, it ain't doing it for me. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, But I get it. Strength of schedule. Arkansas strength of schedule has not been that great this year um, because their non-conference was not as good as last year. But, you know, at least they've beaten a few teams. Because I was, I was actually seeing Tennessee's schedule. Like, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, at least I was looking at it, Tennessee hasn't beaten an SEC team, uh, an SEC, or have won an SEC series against a team with a winning SEC record. But their RPI is pretty high. So it's like, I guess their non-conference was pretty good too. But still, it's like, I don't know. None of it makes sense. It's all dumb. But that's just, you know, hey, it's college sports for you in the ranking systems, right? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. <clears throat> 
Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures, which we know that we're big on, too. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting from playoffs to esports and so much more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I just got a couple minutes here, but uh, I wanted to, I like giving updates. You try to do them weekly because I know that it's just tough with, you know, there's no like interaction as much and, you know, there's comments on, on the videos and sometimes there's tweets and stuff, but for the most part, um, you know, this is the way that you all consume the information from the podcast and everything. But I, I just wanted to be, uh, you know, given just a little bit of an update. So first off, I'm really excited that tomorrow on the podcast, Bobby Bones is going to be joining me. And, um, you know, I know a lot of uh, people know Bobby Bones and know about what he does and his Razorback fandom. And also there's some people that like him, which I don't understand, but either way, I'm excited to have him on the podcast because, uh, again, I told you I wanted to have a lot more guests on and we'll have some more guests throughout the week. I think like Andrew Hutchinson is going to be joining us this week, too, to talk it all about. But, you know, just break it all down and have some fun with it. But he he's going to be joining us, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, but also, I think in summertime, just to give everybody enough to add, I mentioned I was going to be on vacation uh, basically the week of Memorial Day. I think it's like Thursday to Thursday with Memorial Day in between. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what exactly I'm going to do. I'm going to be at the beach and with a group of my friends, they, they have insisted on me doing the podcast down there, or at least one of them has, I don't know if I will, cause I'm afraid of what it'll be and what it'll become. So I don't know, maybe I'll consider that maybe probably not. Cause I don't want to do that, but either way, uh, I'll keep you updated on for sure what happens, but if I'm gone that week, you know, you'll know why, uh, or if there'll be no podcast that week, you'll know why. Uh, because I'm on vacation. So I'm going to try to figure that out. And I think in the summertime months, usually, at least in the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, for the month of June and July, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what we did last year, uh, we moved to only three podcasts a week instead of five. Um, I don't know if we're going to do that this year. I assume in June we probably will. But uh, yeah, I'm going to. So if you notice that during that point in time where there's less podcasts or anything, that's another reason you'll know why. But I'm going to talk to them because obviously June would make sense. And now if Arkansas is making a college world series run, you know, and, you know I may do a little bit more there. Uh, but in July, I'll start that way. But man, when SEC media days pops off, you got, you got content, you got material out the wazoo, in which I'm planning on being in Atlanta again this year for SEC media days, which will be a lot of fun. So uh, we'll have to, you know, continue to figure that out as far as a uh, podcast and, uh, you know, scheduling and all those things too. But I just want to update everybody on kind of what the future looks uh, like because I, I can't tell you again how awesome this is. Uh, the amount of people that subscribe and like the people that watch on YouTube, like the YouTube page still blows me away how the subscribers that we get. I mean, we're almost to 2,500 subscribers and I've only been doing this for four months roughly on YouTube. And I mean, that's just awesome. That is so awesome. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you that subscribe, no matter if it's on YouTube or on uh, Spotify or Apple music or, you know, whatever. It, it's just, it's awesome. And I, I thank you. And I can't tell you, cause last, last year we were the 
number one Razorback podcast in the world, you know, as far as based on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, we were number one, and I want to continue that this year. And it doesn't happen without all of you listening and subscribing and watching. And uh, I appreciate all of you and as well as the Locked On Podcast Network for making it all possible. So I'm going to, you know, I love doing it. I, In fact, there's some elements of a podcast. I almost love doing more than a radio show, which I love doing my radio show. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's some there's some fun to it on the podcast as well. And so I hope it's fun for all of you. And again, thank you so much for being a part of it and then making it all possible. It's so much fun. But we're going to keep it moving, keep it going, keep it shaking here on the Locked On Razorbacks <clears throat> Razor podcast. And if there's ever anything that y'all want to hear me talk about or you want me to address or anything, again, reach out. I've had a lot of people, because that's where a lot of my content can come from and has come from on this podcast is that if people have commented or tweeted at me or whatever, just wanting to hear more about the certain topics, then we dive into them. So yeah, keep that up. If you ever want to, I'll try to read them all. I'll try to try to get to them and try to see if there's anything we can personally address here on the podcast. But uh, yeah, let's just keep it going and keep having fun with it as well. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play, as well as subscribe to the YouTube page. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.